Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth A woman's turn with the moon People, conditions, behaviors and circumstances are ever-changing In a split second or a vibratory field can be energized by the grace of a sage, a passing breeze, the silvery crescent creeping out from under a cloud, the gurgling stream, or the silent musings of an ancestor as you watch the tree rustle in the wind. Our passing concerns and conditions should never be escalated to the status of permanency. This type of thinking serves to deepen personal fear and the collective obsessive. It renders so many people in an uninhabitable state. of being the perennial victim. As someone who has been mercilessly targeted by highest end operators in our culture, I can testify to the abysmal reality of trying to hold it together, of trying to not be obsessive, but to stay true to myself to the integrity within myself, regardless of the unbelievable barrage of daily violence against my body, mind, and health, and may I add, organized violence. It is not easy given my fiery intellect and temperament, and yet I must come to terms with the cosmic nature of ancestral grace that I carry, which each and every one of us carry in our lives. The ancients claimed that the substance of life is created from the dust of the moon, our cosmic source. We understand the sun to some extent because of its brilliance, because every plant leans towards it, because the human mind and skin yearns for it. Yet, the moon's perpetual cycle determines our rhythms, the way of our lives, our desires and vibrations, indeed every possibility on earth. The luminous, visibly shifting shape keeps our head craning up towards the magical skies. The moon significantly influences a woman's biorhythms and her body and mind and spirit, which are intricately connected to her cycles, her biocycles. Her ovum is called Artava from the Sanskrit root of Urtu, R-T-U, meaning season. 
Ritual also implies the ritual suggesting that the rhythm of life comes from the ritual dance of the seasons, in particular the lunar season. In her Shakti Prana, which I introduced in some of my books many decades ago, that is the life force within her womb, prana. It's not just breath. Prana is our life force. More than the oxygenated input-output, it is more than breathing, it is life force. But the Shakti Prana that runs within the womb of the woman also carries the healing and regenerative powers of the lunar cycles within her. Science is beginning to scratch the surface of women's health and their relationship to the elemental energies of nature in a recently published article in Molecular Biology, scientists Gabriella Andrietta and Christine Tesmar Ribele report on their research on molecular mechanisms of lunar control rhythms. Interesting what they discovered, these two women. The question they asked is why is cellular respiration in which cells pulse between empty and full, the foundation of life. They continued to tell us that it is plausible that the first life forms were adapted to the different rhythms controlled by the moon. Now science is very late discovering many things. And when they do, they have already done their research and development and have ruined so much of the natural principles and rhythms of life trying to get there. But we shan't talk about that in this particular episode. These women contended that the most basic life forms operate through the pulse of cellular respiration and the opening and closing of valves evolved these valves in tidal pools which were in alignment or are in alignment to the moon. They also continued to say that the basic valve structure, the mechanism of pulsing between open and closed, went on to being the very foundation of how glands and organs work in our body. The heart that pumps, valves open and close, ebb and flow of the hormones, all of it contributed to the lunar rhythms. Now, in Ayurveda, we have long since, more than 7,000 years ago, discovered this information, which we call prana. And within the women's body, we call it shakti prana. This is work that I have uncovered and unearthed from deep amount of inquiry into myself and into the Vedas uh, to bring back for the purpose of helping restoring our womanly 
shaktified power that we carry within us. In whichever of her 32 phases she sits or rests, or by whatever name we call her, the popping tree moon, moon of the serving rice, moon of the falcon, of the deer, of the frog, moon of the falling leaves, moon of the lotus, the jasmine, the peacock moon, or the swan moon, or the cow moon. She has an epic impact on our mind, our health, our daily living conditions, and upon the wombs and psyche of women. Less than a century ago, the names given to the moon told the whole story of people's rhythmic way of life, and that is the indigenous cultures of our world. From India, Africa, Russia, ancient Europe, Egypt, the entire continent lived at one time in the goddess tradition through the rhythm of her moon and lunar ways. Living in accord with the lunar calendar maintained the ancestral memories of generations before us. This way of being, of honoring the cyclical, circular movement of time, kept the vibrant memory of our lunar connections alive. People had an intimate relationship with nature as they moved from day to day in rhythm with the lunar wheel. Indigenous life kept the constant momentum, foraging and gathering food, digging into the big black earth, chasing animals, cutting wood, feeding fire, and performing daily rituals. When these activities it maintained, a limber body and a healthy spirit were kept alive. After such arduous exercise in and within nature, no one in those years in that time suffered from chronic fatigue syndrome. Women did not experience breast and uterine cancer, osteoporosis, endometriosis, obesity, food disorders, and a plethora of reproductive disorders. No one died from a, re a degenerative disease. People died young, but it wasn't from degenerative diseases. The well-being and intuitive power of the individual family and community flourished in those years. When our natural movement within nature ended because of a trend towards patriarchy, immobilized culture, domestication of our animals and women, we lost our rhythm with Mother Moon. This loss of knowledge of the moon cycles has resulted in the loss of precious human gift of intuition and the inner clock that would generally direct and redirect us through the areas of impending stresses and nervous disorders and a host of other obstacles that have fallen in the way of our health. This is the reason, even as you breathe in deeply and sigh out at her immaculate beauty, you can reset 
the rhythm of your heart pulse in tandem with her lunar rhythm. This is the reason ancient women gathered in circles to blissfully drum and dance and sing when her belly, the moon's belly, becomes perfectly round. In this supreme state she is called Lalita Tripura Sundari. Lalita Tripura Sundari is the great name of the supreme goddess given to the moon. She represents the great cosmic wisdom. She manifests through three foundational aspects of the divinity of the cosmos, which extends to the safeguarding of the entire creation. When we think about her transcendent aspects, it employs the essential forms of consciousness and energy in all of life. She, Tripura Sundari, represented by the fullness of her Purnima or full moon, is associated with the absolute reality which we call Chit Shakti, Shakti of the awareness. She is also the embodiment of transcendent beauty and joy and happiness. And this goddess is the subtle soma or nectar of absolute blissful enlightenment that resides within the lotus of the Sahasrara or the crown chakra within the head. We can go on and on about the brilliance and beauty of our great mother moon. Science will take another many centuries to figure out some of it and that is without doing a great deal of damage to the infrastructure of Mother Earth. So I would like to bring us back into an understanding of our great nature in this incredible universe that we live in, Mother Earth, through ancient wisdom and knowledge that have been documented and proven over and over and over again over the centuries. They, have, they went underground, some of it was destroyed by incursors and invaders of India, but nonetheless we have maintained so much of the education of the Vedas that it is by far the oldest living extant knowledge available to all of humanity. Well, the indigenous way of nature's healing is in direct contrast to the present model of our scientific knowledge, which is largely fragmented by reductionism or the principle of reductionism. And staying with the topic of women's health, in particular women's reproductive health and its association with the lunar cycles, let me say this that new reproductive technolo technologies called NRT 
are a broad constellation of technologies aimed at intervening and intercepting in the very process of a woman's reproduction. This includes, for instance, contraception, abortion, antenatal testing, the conceptive technologies such as in vitro fertilization, embryo transfer, imagine embryo transfer. Gamete in intrafallopian transfer, zygote intrafallopian transfer, pronuclear stage tubal transfer, tubal embryo transfer, and the frozen embryo transferred induction, along with the birth technologies such as planned C-sections, epidurals, surrogacy, and the list goes on. NRT's premise today is that a woman's body is a container and the fetus is created by the man's seed. Well, this approach severs the cosmic transformation and sacred link between a mother, that is the woman, and her fetus. Vandana Shiva many years back poignantly described in one of her books the present state of medical technology takeover of women's reproductive rights. She says, medical specialists falsely believing that they produce and create babies force their knowledge on knowing mothers. They treat their own knowledgeable, their own knowledge as infallible and women's knowledge as wild hysteria. Well, this is nothing new. In my new book, I Am Shakti, we talk all about the takeover of women's power, women's shaktified power. The female of every species is endowed with the Shakti reproductive power. This inherent energy gives only the female creatures of the world the power to create and procreate new life. The womb, embryo, fetus, and eggs of the human and animals are sacred. Both animal and human babies assume the resemblance of their parents and bear the same vulnerabilities or ancestral memories. The child or the colt or the calf or the mouse all instinctively know who their mother is and have that maternal memory to cuddle up to, to nurse and be nourished and protected by her. Mother, Ma, Mir, Matr, Omi, Mor, Makwahini, Mutter, Matka, Mama. The infinite number of names for Shakti's reproductive and creative imprint upon the skin of earth can never be wiped out. The present deluge of medical misinformation and dangerous intervention relative to women's condition is staggering. And in another episode, in the near future, we will continue on. Thank you for listening. And peace be your journey.